This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the only daily podcast focusing on compliance news of the day. Each morning, start your day with a cup of coffee and Tom Fox, the voice of compliance, to hear about four of the top compliance, corruption, or leadership stories you will need to start your day. The Daily Compliance News is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. January 13, 2020, the first folio edition. First up, in an op-ed piece from the Financial Times, they say big tech and law must learn to work together. A balance is needed between public safety and individual privacy. The FT asks the question, should law enforcement be able to hack your phone? As a new legal showdown is looming over whether technology companies should be obliged to give U.S. investigators access to encrypted messages or device. The FBI has once again asked Apple to help unlock two iPhones belonging to a man to have believed to have killed three people at a Florida naval base last month. While careful consideration should be given to this, as pointed out by the FT, if a tech company are legally compelled to allow access to the United States law enforcement, literally any other co- country on earth could make similar demands, um, and that could lead to targeting of political opponents. So the existence of the back door, of course, uh, to cell phone data is an invitation to hackers uh, to find ways to exploit it. So the FT suggests that the government and tech companies work together to try and come up with a way to um, resolve this and really have a balance. Also from the FT, uh, the Indian company Infosys has uh, concluded its internal investigation where it has found no support for whistleblower allegations that the company had engaged in fraudulent conduct and irregular accounting practices, uh, misled the board, or even sought to misrepresent cost to boost short-term performance. Infosys said its investigation, which was undertaken by PwC and an external law firm, found almost all of the allegations to be unsubstantiated, and it cleared itself of uh, all wrongdoing. The Surety Securities and Exchange Commission is still investigating the allegations, and Infosys still faces a class action claim in the United States. Uh, We turn over to the issue of robots and robotics, and in a very interesting piece, the Wall Street Journal asks about, should there be a robot tax? Um, Many companies are moving to robots to cut costs, certainly to cut employees, but if there's no uh, tax generated for Social Security purposes or for uh, income, uh, the government is going to lose tax revenue. So many believe that businesses should pay up when they replace workers with machines. Um, Of course, they're not talking about paying up to the uh, workers who've been laid off, but Bill Gates has called for a robot tax, and uh, New York Mayor Bill de Blasio has detailed a plan in uh, one of his short-terms or in his uh, short-lived presidential campaign. 
If the future means fewer workers and more machines, tax revenue could take a significant drop. Uh, It also leads to a wide variety of other issues about automation that are going to come to the fore. As a compliance practitioner, what's going to be your role if your company moves towards robotics? Uh, What's going to happen if a robot uh, fouls up due to human error, algorithm, or uh, other reason and causes uh, injury to someone? Uh, How is that going to be assessed? So it's all very interesting, but uh, the tax, I think, is uh, most propitious. Uh, And finally, a little bit different today, uh, if you're a uh, compliance practitioner with a little bit of extra cash, you might want to go to the Christie's Auction House, which is auctioning off a Shakespeare first folio. Uh, while it could fetch between four and six million dollars, uh, it certainly would be great reading and lots of lessons that you could apply of Shakespeare's plays into your compliance program. So we don't see a first folio on the marketplace too often, but uh, we do now, or rather it's coming up. I would uh, suggest that you check it out and, and give it a shot if you have the uh, wherewithal to do so. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. The Daily Compliance News is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network and a proud member of C-Suite Radio. Thanks again for listening and joining us tomorrow.